folks, hello and welcome back to 2019 season of High and Outside Podcast. It's us, we're back. I'm Theo Broxen. I'm here with uh, my co-host Max Weinberg. Max, how's your 2018? Uh, it was good, Theo. How was yours? Uh, it was fine. How's your 2019 so uh, far? Yeah, you know, fine. Big things. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on, I guess, like having a podcast again, apparently. Yeah, well, we haven't missed a single episode, um, right? <laughs> They were just, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, wait. So maybe we were we were recording them all along. We just weren't releasing them. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. If you were listening to this podcast up to this point, you may notice that uh, Kim is not here. That is not because we got divorced. No. Um, I, I know you haven't heard from us since after the 2017 World Series. Um, it was tough, but it did not break our marriage. Tore, tore this household uh, apart, but you guys were stronger than that. Kim is, uh, <laughs> Kim is currently out of town. Um, she's, she's on assignment. Got into a lot of work uh, trying to make the world a better place, and yes. she's very busy with it. So she will be uh, popping in when she can, but the uh, main group moving forward is going to be me and Max. She's uh, doing more important things than recording a baseball podcast. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're at the mercy of my production values. Um, and, so, our, and our witty banter. Yeah. Yeah. We're a lot of fun. So Max. Let's talk about some baseball. Yeah. Talk about some baseball. Yeah. So, um, big year. It was one in 2017. Astros beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Last year, the Red Sox beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Yes. Um, and we had a whole off season, and now here we are a few days into the season. Yes. Uh, we're recording this on the 31st. I'm not sure when it'll get posted. Yep. And then the baseball season, opening day was Thursday, so we're a couple games in. Um, so, we were going to talk about the big uh, free agent signings. Um, big uh, re-signings, all that stuff. Because um, uh, Theo, there were some, there were some big ones this year, right? So this going into uh, this season, like this was kind of targeted as being a kind of perfect storm type of off season of just insane amounts of good players being available in free agency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the primary guys to highlight this were uh, were Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Yep, Bryce but, Harper, uh, a big one. Yeah. Dallas Keuchel is also a free agent. Patrick Corbin's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so some good pitchers there. Uh, big big time, um, big time free agency year. Yep. And uh, to say the least, it was a fucking letdown. Yeah. Well, not for the top guys, right? Well, but even then, uh, you know, we went into spring training with both those guys still unsigned. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it's it is starting to become a trend of. Um, just really slow baseball free agency signings. Um, this is pretty much our third year in a row where um, guys are just not getting signed. Like probably, you know, getting signed at the last possible moment before spring training instead of you know early in the off season, like like what we're normally used to. Right. Um, so let's do a quick rundown of the big signings that did happen. There were some big ones. Uh, so Mike Trout for the Angels, um, this is probably the biggest one because it's probably the most precedent-setting for what the best player in baseball is going to get moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he extended his current contract to the Angels by 12 years, um, $426.5 million. I believe this is the largest contract. Is it the largest contract in, uh, it might be like North American sports history. Yeah, I can't really imagine uh, what the bigger one would be. <laughs> yes, 12 years, $426 million. Almost half a B. Almost half a bill. 
It's a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to get paid right around 35, 35 and a half, 36 million dollars a year for the next 12 years, which is insane. Yeah. So, you know, the question now for the Angels to be moving forward is whether or not they can uh, capitalize well, on yeah, those years. Can they, can they bring other guys in around? Because so far, the only ability they've shown to manage the franchise at all is their ability to manage Mike Trout. His yes. greatness, which pretty much manages itself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, great, you, you got, you know, you got Mike Trout for the next 12 years. Now, why don't you win some games? Like, you you've got you have the best player in baseball. You have no excuses now. You you need to go out there and win some games. And they've been they've been pretty disappointing over his tenure, right? Right. They uh, they've been in the playoffs like twice. Yes, and uh, not gone particularly far in any of those. Campaigns. No, they always are kind of paper tiger. Like they'll have a good regular season record, but they they just haven't been. Twice is probably wrong. I'm not going to look it up. I, I, I it think up it's before. I think it's twice, but it's not it's not particularly strong. No, it's not, and especially with the best player in baseball by probably a decent margin. Like, my, I think it's pretty easy to say that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, and it's probably not super close. Right. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's definitely like basically what LeBron was yeah. probably three years ago. Yeah, in you his, know, in his just, absolute prime. Yeah, just not to say. I mean, you still argue that he might be the best player out there, but like now it's a little closer. Yeah, but like there's a point where it's like there's LeBron, and there's like other really good players yes. right below him. There, like like LeBron, it was on a tier of his own. Right, like there was a LeBron tier, and then there was like all stars. Yeah, then you have the guys like you know like Curry and Harden. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. Um, you know, arguably, he's going to get paid the, the you know huge contract. Arguably, he might be underpaid. You know, at some point because he is just he's that good. Uh, Thirty five million dollars a year might be underpaid for what Mike Trout the numbers that Mike Trout consistently puts up. Well, and that's kind of the interesting, ongoing question. We'll get into that in a minute with you know what do these contracts really say about free agency moving forward? Yeah, uh, but let's run down through this other stuff real yes. quick. So um, the Mike Trout extension happened after both the Manny Machado and Bryce Harper signing. So Machado signed with the Padres for 10 years, um, just right when spring training was underway. Yes. Like like a week into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then Harper signed about a week later, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, 13 years, $330 million. Yeah. So they got paid pretty close to the same amount. Um, Bryce Harper got 13 years, 330 Machado ten at three hundred. Um, what do you what do you th- what do you so what do you think about the Bryce Harper to the Phillies? Um, I I think it was kind of the obvious conclusion. It was inevitable. Well, you know, there's just so you see that so often where these guys they uh, when a guy comes up with one team that he'll sign with somebody else in the division. Yeah, for his big free agent contract, like yeah. there's always there's always some covetous GM who's like, I want I want that guy. I'm getting that guy. Yes. When I wish I had that guy. I'm getting him as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, it seems like the Phillies are, you know, they're in a unique spot where it seems like they actually are on the verge of competing. I yeah. still can't speak much for their utter collapse last year that resulted in them not making the playoffs. Or yeah. I think they didn't even end up with a record above 500, but they were one of the best teams in the NL for basically the first half. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Harper impacts that. Um, you know, who else they can add to the? They, they added pieces of the bullpen. They added other players here and there. They traded away Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they made some moves. So we, we can get into the Phillies more at some future juncture when we know more about what they're going to be. But they, they did a lot. Yeah, it's still super early in the season, so we really don't know. But you know, we're we're sort of talking a little bit about um, 
uh, basketball. And there's a little bit of comparison here with like LeBron going to the Lakers where, you know, you come in as a free agent, you're not, there's a good chance that you're not going to be playing for a great team, but you're sticking around for a while to hopefully get that team built around you. So yeah, this might be a pretty mediocre season for the, um, for the Phillies, but um, in the long term, I think you, when you commit that much money to somebody like Bryce Harper, and, you know, same thing with Mike Trout. It's like, you need to perform. You need to commit a lot to this franchise and, and not waste the prime years of, of a superstar. Yeah. Also, uh, no opt-outs in that deal, which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. 13 years, no opt-outs. 13 years is a long time. Which isn't to say he can't force a trade at some point. The Phillies are just not doing what he wants to do. But um, Yeah, absolutely. No opt-outs. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, did, I did not notice that. It's the, very interesting. The Machado one I find more interesting, yeah. I think. What's, um, what, what, do you, what do you see? Well, so for one thing, I, so I don't think the Padres are going to be a joke for that much longer. Yes, I, the the Padres. I think are going. They're starting to give me a little bit of a uh, like late '90s, early 2000s Mariners vibe. Yeah. That they're going to have an accumulation of very good players mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win a World Series or anything like that. Yeah, but I think they're going to get really good. And I think Machado's going to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he uh, got shafted a little bit on his contract. Really? I mean, not that it's not an insane contract, yeah, but no. just I, I thought that they kind of. Not kind of. This offseason, they went after Machado. They really did not want to pay Machado. Yeah. Like, the media was after Machado. Yeah. Like, all these kind of what I would consider to be largely racially tinged mm. comments about Machado's work ethic and what kind of guy he is. And this is all stuff you never heard before he was a free agent. Yeah. Like, when he got traded to uh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, yeah. Joe Walter, the Orioles manager at the time, said that Machado was the type of guy he'd want to marry his daughter. So like he spoke extremely highly wow. of Machado, and that, okay. that's kind of that's what I'd heard from about Machado. Is mm-hmm. he was a good dude. Like yeah. he he could be you know he would swear in interviews sometimes, but he wasn't like a a, a shitty guy. But I think that he really got some kind of racial huh. um, animus built towards him by ownership. Yeah, I um, I don't I don't know if I got that uh, idea, but you know, looking at his stats, he played great for the Baltimore. He played great for Baltimore in the first half. Yeah. last season and then he played great for the Dodgers in the second half yeah. um, and you know maybe he played pretty well in the playoffs too um, but uh, yeah I don't there's no real indication there of him slowing down you know um, 26 years old um, right you know he's playing you know, you know shortstop playing a, a, a hard defensive position plays it well and you know, he's I, okay shortstop. Yeah, he's better third baseman. Yeah, yeah, that's probably probably true. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think we have to um, sort of put a little asterisk uh, by it is that he did get ten years, three hundred million dollars. Yeah, he got <laughs> a big contract. Not, I, yeah. I think I think there was just a point where I think that I think we were expecting these contracts, these guys to be to be pushing that same, you know. Uh, Nine did just starting with a four that yeah. Trout did, yeah. and they didn't get that. Yeah, um, which you know these guys are not as good as Mike Trout, but they're the closest thing to as good as Mike Trout. Yes, these guys are mainly like Mookie bets. They're yes, and they're still they're still big free agent gets. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how Machado performs. I'm a big Manny Machado fan. I like him I, a lot. I like Manny Machado uh, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see Manny play live in a few weeks. I'm pretty Ooh. excited about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to San Diego. Oh, that's cool. For um, a weekend, How's, do you have you been there? Have you been to uh, Padres game before? Yeah, I saw them play the Rockies. Yeah, uh, it was pretty funny because like the Rockies at that point had so many former like Astros castoffs. Yeah, they'd gotten in random trades. Yeah, 
Um, it's like rooting for the Astros. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, uh, how how's Petco? It's gorgeous. Yeah, amazing stadium. Uh, it looks so nice. It's incredible. I would love. To, yeah. Um, to go there. That's, I mean, that's the kind of thing I like. That I also like for Manny Machado. At the end of the day, you know, gets to live in San Diego. Yeah, dude. Pretty not, good. Not the worst place to retire. Yeah, I know. Uh, great place to raise a family. You know, yeah. especially if you are making thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, I know. It's probably pretty nice. Thirty million dollars a year. <laughs> um. Anyway, so another weird trend we saw after these contracts and after these huge holdouts was um, these extensions. Yeah. And they all came all at once. It was fucking strange. Yeah. It was so strange. Well, if you go by the theory that I have about what was going on, um, then it wasn't that strange. And maybe we can get to your theory later. We can talk about it. Yeah. And see see what you think. But uh, basically, so the... The Diamondbacks had traded Paul Goldschmidt to the Cardinals. Um, he was extended. That was kind of expected. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul Goldschmidt is a top-tier player. Well, and the Goldschmidt trade felt more like a free agent signing than a trade yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, like, it felt like the, the Diamondbacks were ready to move on from Goldschmidt, and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, we're going to give you to the next team that's going to have you for years now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and that, that feels like a good fit, too, right? Goldschmidt. He seems the, like a Cardinals guy. He seems like uh, a Cardinals yeah, guy. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, five years, one hundred thirty million. Um, again, not a not not not, a, not crazy, right? Paul Goldschmidt is very good. Yeah, I mean, he is getting that that contract does take him into his like mid to late thirties. So yeah. that you know, maybe there's a maybe he's was trying to be not as demanding there because he knows that there's going to be a fall off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, not highest player in ba- not not highest paid player in baseball money at all. At yeah. Any point on that contract. Which is the same for the Chris Sale extension with the Red Sox. Yeah. Five years, $145 million. Again, never at any point going to be the highest paid player in baseball, even though he's probably going to win a Cy Young in that time. Yeah. Still an excellent pitcher. Um, yeah, that's that's curious. Um, well, And then we I, saw... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. Well, then we saw several young guys sign extensions that were, again, big extensions mm-hmm. uh, for young players. But when you're talking about guys that are going to be top players in baseball into their 30s... Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, Mostly, yeah. You know, good, judging by trends, right? Yes, but, judging by trends. Good. That's a good way to put that. So, so Alex Bregman yeah. was extended 100 million through 2024. Um, advised out all of his arbitration years plus two free agent years. Um, I, I like this. I mean, it's a great deal for the Astros. Yeah, it's a great uh, deal for the Astros. Do you, what, what do you think about it? As an Astros fan, you, you like Alex Bregman? Oh yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's um, very good. I just. It, it's an interesting hedging on his part to say, all right, well, I'm just going to take this money now because yeah. after this offseason, he doesn't know what he's going to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, and again, like, it, it's it's one of those contracts It's like, a very – it's actually a pretty bland contract. Like, it basically pays him somewhere in the range of what he most likely would have made in arbitration. Yeah. And then pays him, like – not like a premium rate for those free agency years, but like a decent rate. I think it's yeah. like twenty five million each year. Uh, I see twenty eight and a half. Okay, yeah, so good. yeah. Um, again, you know, really decent chance that he's an MVP winner by the yeah. end of that, or at least like a top three to five vote getter all yeah. those years. Yeah, if he if he if he starts elevating his game to that level, the Astros are going to be really scary. Yeah. Not that they're not that they are not already, yeah, but already like, like a holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically um, going to have like probably three MVP level type position players yeah, on their team. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and Blake, uh, Blake Snell, a uh, Cy Young winner mm-hmm. from uh, the American League last year for the Rays, yep. uh, also signs an extension for five years, $50 million, which buys out all his RBRs uh, plus one of his free agent years. 
Uh, this is not a great deal in my and this, mind. This was a him. this was a late extension too, right? Like they they did it relatively recently. Um, Do I remember that correctly? It happened right around. I mean, all, yeah, all these were right on the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was before this last one, which the, was the Degrom extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, the Degrom extension I think was the last one, right? The latest one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Snell extensions. Um, it's a huge contract for the Rays to give out because they don't yeah. guarantee anybody money, and they drop guys all the time yeah. over a couple million bucks. Uh, but still, like, you know, I, I get it. Blake Snell's like 24 years old or 25 years 26. old. And he's like, Yeah, okay. And he's Hell like, of a year last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, he's probably thinking like, yeah, okay, well, I'm guaranteed this money. I mm-hmm. should take this money. But it's mm-hmm. also like, man, like, is that what the free agent market, does it look that bad for when these guys are hitting free agency yeah, right. based on what they've seen the last two years that yeah. these guys are willing to take these basically undervalued deals? That um, he is not... He, he is not getting paid Cy Young money. No, right not at all. Not even close. Which, again, you wouldn't necessarily expect it this early. Yeah, he's, like, he's still young. This will pay him through his uh, third, uh, age 30 season. Right. Like, you you, uh, you know, compare that to, like, Dallas Keuchel, who did not sign a uh, long-term deal with the Astros at any point. But, mm-hmm. you know, he won the Cy Young, and then yeah. I think he made, he made, like, $11 million in uh, arbitration the next year. Yeah. Then I think he made, like... I think he made like 17 in his final year arbitration. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, these guys don't necessarily expect to get paid that much. He did come out and was very vocally angry about, and I'm talking about Snell, uh, was yeah. very vocally angry about them initially just renewing his contract at the Major League Minimum. Yeah, because uh, um, the, the, the story I, he, I see here on ESPN, which was uh, Cy Young winner Snell gets small raise from Royals. Oh, sorry, from the Rays. Uh, probably the same from the Royals. Yeah, right? probably. Uh, it was $15,000. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, ten days later, they 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 sign into the extension. So, right. Yeah, that's that would be pretty frustrating for for a young guy like that, where it's just like, yeah. I mean, if you're going, I mean, granted, like, these are numbers that are way more than what we make, but yeah, absolutely. Like, we're you know, if you know, I came relatively in, relative to other Cy Young pitchers. Well, I've, I've been in a lot of jobs where, like, I go in, like, you know, I, I've you know have like a really difficult year at the job yeah. where I work really hard, yeah. and, and at the end of it, they're like, yeah, we're gonna give you. a... Yeah. 3% raise. Yeah. And it's like, very cool. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. cool. That is what yeah. I was hoping for. I Thanks. was hoping to go into the next year with basically the same compensation. Yeah, basically the, the exact same amount. Um, um, if only we could If only we could get these numbers. But, yeah. Uh, before we get to the DeGrom extension, I yeah. uh, also want to talk about another kind of odd extension was the Eloy Jimenez extension. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Eloy Jimenez? Yeah, so he was, he's a top prospect yeah, well, he's a little baby. Yeah, little baby for the uh, Chicago for the for the White Sox. Yeah, um, he's on their major league roster, but he hadn't played a single game in the majors prior to this season, and they extended him before he even got to the so, MLB team. Yeah, so uh, this was a service time manipulation case, yes. and uh, so I, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know that a lot of my uh, mutual followers are White Sox fans, um, and so I hear a lot about. White Sox and White Sox fans were livid about how Elo is being tr- treated basically because yeah. they were they were keeping down the minors to avoid starting a service clock. Yeah, and even this season, and they always kind of said these stupid things like, "Oh, well, he's got to work on his defense." Yeah, it's like, like right, yeah, right. He has to work on his defense until June, and, <laughs> and until then suddenly this, he's ready. This very specific amount of time elapses. Yes, yes. So uh, they're pretty fed up with that, and then of course, as soon as he signs his contract, he uh, is immediately. Announced on the opening day roster after he'd already been optioned to Triple A. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's, that's yeah. 
and it also has two very team-friendly options for his free agency seasons. Um, yeah, and this is a big deal. I think the biggest one I'd seen before this was probably the, uh, I think the John Singleton one for a guy who hadn't played in the majors at yeah. all. Yeah, and that was like five years, ten million. It wasn't very much. Yeah, and so this is—I don't know if we said the number, but six years, forty-three million dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this is setting an interesting precedent for for these types of contracts for guys that really haven't done anything on the major league level, and they're getting, you know, they're getting major league money. Yeah, um, and, but also shows how these guys like. This kind of shows an increasingly broken system that yeah. a guy like Eli with all his talent doesn't feel confident in his earning prospects as a major leaguer, so mm-hmm. is willing to sign this contract that will likely look like a if he plays anything like what we're thinking he's gonna look like, it's gonna be a huge bargain. Yeah, and what and what I'm sure the White Sox are expecting him to play at in, in two or three years, this is gonna look like chump change, right? Right. Um hopefully for well well if the players manage to, and that's, you know, let's just get into that. Yeah. So I, I, I guess the questions I want to ask is like, what does the you know, free agency moving forward? And as kind of follow up to that is, will there be a strike? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not as, I don't think I'm as clued into the sort of intricacies of this as, as you are. And it sounds like you have a pretty strong opinion of this. So I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Well, so <clears throat> free agency in general was, very hard fought for by the players, right? Yeah. It used to be that if you came in baseball, you were just owned by the team until they got rid of you. Yes, that you were on that team until you were no longer right necessary. So uh, free agency was collectively bargained, and it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like no, like once I, I, you have me, you have a certain years of team control that have been negotiated, and once I am through with those, that's when I go and I get paid big time. And kind of yeah. the, and that's kind of you know with arbitration and everything like that. That's kind of been the handshake agreement is like, well, yeah, we're, this is when we get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, the owners are going against that. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they held out on Harper and Machado to kind of like, it, it felt like a punishment, even though they ultimately did that. It's kind of like, we're going to show you for being greedy. We're going to wait, make you wait till the very last second. Yeah. And, and again, you're talking about like five, six war guys here. Yeah. These are really high level like players. These, these are the best of the best in, in our league. There's other guys who are basically not. Um, well, I mean, even like I, you know, for some reason, the first guy that comes to mind is Bud Norris, who I fucking hate. But he's he's been good. Yeah, you know, he's been good the last few seasons. Yeah, and he signed a minor league deal with the Blue Jays. Yeah, so he's like a mid tier guy, um, and he was forced to sign a minor league deal because he wanted to play. Yeah, um, you know, a guy like Dallas Keuchel is still unsigned, which is Cy wild. Young winner, wild, thirty one years old. Yeah, uh, unsigned. Yeah, um, apparently no one signed to a long term deal. Yeah. Well. Uh, uh, the one I always come back to as a as a uh, as a as a Royals fan is Mike Moustakis, who's, sure. who's a great player. Really struggled. Third, yeah, and and just like just get signed at the very last year too. It's like he was that was his first year of free agency. They're all signs pointed to you know him being a great player and signed super late. Signed super late again this year with the with the Brewers again. Yeah. It's just like these are these are good players that should be making good money and be on. They they deserve a spot on a major league roster, and it seems like they're barely scraping in. Well, I think they actually. Uh, I want to say that he has made less money, or he's made just about the same amount of money in these last two years as his qualifying offer yeah. from, the, from the Royals. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's nuts. Not uh, great. You know, 
I always bring up my guy, Mark Reynolds. Yep. Uh, you know, also made the made the Rockies yeah. again this year. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, minor league deal. Yeah. All these guys are on minor league deals. Yeah. So it's like, so they've shown a willingness to a certain extent to pay the uh, the Mike Trouts and the Harpers and Machados. Top, top, top. The tier. Kershaws. Yes. This really high level amount of money. Um, but it's like some of these dudes are your bread and butter. Like right. these are where you're going to really... These are your everyday guys that are going to put up good numbers. Maybe not MVP numbers, but like they're all solid players, and people just don't. They they only want to pay for the superstars. Yeah, and I guess I, I just think that there's this kind of glorification that's happened in society in general of mm-hmm. like business and like the people trying to act like business is like this cool thing. Yeah, business is not cool. Business is fucking lame. Yeah, it sucks. It's dumb. <laughs> Um, it's basically just a way for people to figure out how to make more money off yeah. of you. To exploit, uh, to exactly. exploit as many people as possible. And now that all these business principles are really popular in baseball, it's kind of fucking up the game. Yeah. I mean, so um, I don't know if you saw this story. It came out maybe a day or two ago about the uh, arbitration um, that MLB was uh, awarding a championship belt to the team that kept their yes. arbitration salaries lo- that, as low as possible. Yeah, that did the most to fight arbitration yes, salaries. Which is like, it's like deliberate salary suppression. Yeah, it's right? gross. Like, yeah, it's 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 bad. It's gross as hell. Could um, you imagine that that something like that happening in like your everyday workplace? Like that would be I mean, I think <laughs> it probably does, obviously, but like uh, you know, getting getting, you know, getting a, a trophy for basically underpaying people. I mean, dude, people give TED talks about how they manage to underpay people. Yeah. Like it, it is a, it's like a worship thing in our society. Yeah. So, I mean, on the bright side, you know, I think if we can start uh, identifying stuff and if this pisses people off enough, then maybe we can start fighting for our own working rights. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I think it's going to lead to a strike because that's the other thing is these guys have each other's backs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big-time guys like the Verlanders and the, uh, like, you know, the, the Machados and the Harpers, like, they are they willing are to talk about guys. this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they are um, – they are – like players association like right backers they're and they're all about these the the guys who aren't the top level getting paid as well yes and i think that's what's going to drive it i think that they kind of distract you with these numbers about like oh well you know man machado's not gonna go on strike because he got 300 million dollars mm-hmm. and it's like no man machado's probably bummed about his buddy that's signing a minor league deal yeah. playing in triple a after you know being like an all-star last year or yeah, something you know exactly I mean? uh so one thing I thought was really interesting, this is kind of what I was thinking about a way around this, because th- there's a harsh reality about this that is true, that when guys get old, they fucking suck. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I see why there's a reason why you – now teams knowing what they know or less hesitant to sign guys through their, like, age 38 season. Yeah. You know, have another Apple Pools on your hands. Even, like, even like earlier than that, too. Right. Like, 35, 34. Yeah, like, I mean, guys start falling off 32, 33. Yeah. And it can be very dramatic or it can be progressive. Yeah. You know? um, but, uh, the, the, apparently, in the Harper chase, the Dodgers were offering him a contract that was only, like, four seasons. Yeah. But it was, like, $40 million a year. That's wild. Yeah, it was, like, a, it was, like, a, like, it was like four years, 180 million, 160 wow. million, or something okay. like that. Yeah, and that honestly, and you know, some of my other big labor rights friends might disagree. That honestly might be the workaround here is like that we just basically start paying these guys really big bucks younger yeah. for what they're providing, 
And yeah, you might retire earlier, but you made your money. Well, I, I think there aren't there aren't really there isn't any other major sport in America where you are going to get a thirteen year contract. Right. Like that's wild. Yeah. Thirteen years is forever. He could, you know, Bryce Harper could be great now, bad in the middle, and great at the end. Right. He could be great this year and bad for the next twelve years, and just sure. like twelve years is the I, I you know the precedent here was set by like I don't know maybe like Alex Rodriguez of like very long contracts. I know Albert Pujols obviously is like kind of the poster child for for those contracts going poorly. Right. Yeah. That you know he signed for twelve years or something like that for the Angels maybe put up a couple good years the first couple years and then has just been like a strikeout machine ever since. I mean, yeah, he's a, basically just a statue standing at the uh, plate. Yeah. Swinging about occasionally. Yeah, and and they're going to pay him $30 million for the next three years. Yeah, and that's really back the contract too, so they're paying him a shit ton of money. Yeah, so they're paying, him, um, they're paying him the most money for his worst years. Yeah. Um, and again, that was kind of like the... Uh, I feel like that was kind of like the agreement for uh, what these for, for like with free agency. It was like, yeah, we're basically going to agree to pay you for what you did when you were young when you're old. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's you know it's it's weird. And just to clarify, sorry, this was ten years, two hundred and forty million dollars for Pujols. Yeah. This was in 2012. I remember reading about that contract and was like, holy shit, that's yes. so much money. And now we're seeing like. Mike Trout got paid $200 million more than this. Right. That's insane. Yeah. For two more years. Yeah. Two extra years for $200 million more. Yeah. And he's probably worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope so. I love watching Mike Trout. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, there's no it, – it's a funny contrast actually between those two players. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, so Albert Pujols was probably in his late 20s maybe when he signed that with the – He was 29 or 30. 29 or 30. And Mike Trout is 28 maybe right now. So maybe they are yeah. pretty close. But yeah. but I don't think Pujols is great. Like Pujols, Pujols oh, prime was unreal. He was unreal. Yeah, Mike Trout might be better. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely a I, very real possibility. Yeah. Um. So, an interesting, interesting thoughts there. But yeah, I, I it, baseball is so unique in that, and you're never going to see anything more than like a seven-year contract in football, you know, like... Right, and like, it's usually only for quarterbacks. Yeah, only for quarterbacks or, you know, skill positions, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in basketball, like, they're they're trending so much more towards these short, loaded contracts, like you were just talking about, like this four-year, you know, LeBron James signs uh, for, for like, four or five years there, he's signing, like, one- and two-year deals, but he's getting paid, you know, $33, $34 million a year. Yeah, well, that, that's another sport where the players' association runs things a lot more than the owners do. Yes, and that's you true. see that in, you see that in a lot of ways. You see that in the money. You see the way they handled Donald Sterling when he yeah. did that. Like yeah. Chris Paul was president of the players' association was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, like, he was all right, like, well, yeah, he's going to get out of here. Yep, yeah, like <laughs> they, they're much uh, they're much better about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know the the owners have positioned themselves to really be running the boat, and mm-hmm. uh, and and then more than that, the commissioner of Baseball is a sycophant. He loves his yeah. owners. He wants his owners to be happy. Yes. And I'm not going out there to see. I don't give a fuck who the owner is. Yeah. I'm out there to see the players play. Yeah, absolutely. And I want those guys to get paid for entertaining me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's the uh, I, I remember. I don't remember where I read this, um, but it's it's always interesting to look at the, um, you know, when a when a team wins a championship, right? Like they give the like the first person to touch the trophy 
is like the owner. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is pretty bizarre, bizarre, but also like, um, when you look at, um, European soccer teams, you know, when they win big championships or big trophies, like, no, they're in, they hand the trophy to the team captain and they all party and like, no, like the, you know, the owner touches it like way back in the back, you know, it's like, it's an interesting, uh, prioritization of like, you know, who is responsible for this, this team's success. Yeah. And these attempts in, in the MLB to make superstars of like these, uh, you know, these like sabermetrics guys and everything like that yeah. has really kind of, as much as I appreciate advanced statistical analysis of baseball. And I do like like advanced statistics. Yeah. The, the, the lionization of these guys is also fucked over baseball being fun yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, there's gotta be a way we balance that out. Absolutely. Um, so unless you have any more comments about that, Max, that's the thing we take a quick break and then hop back in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Quick break. Back. Uh, seventh inning stretch. Yeah. And we're back. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah. you know, if you're still listening along, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, honestly, if you uh, have been – if you have listened to this podcast before and are listening to it right now – God bless you. Yeah. You know, just God bless you. What a, so, sorry for uh, leaving you out to dry for so long, but yeah, we're back. You're a fine person, yeah. whoever you are. We love you. Anyway, so uh, this little segment I thought would be kind of fun with the new uh, season starting is about a team that intrigues you. Yeah. Which, you know, this doesn't necessarily think a team you think is going to be a sleeper or a team that you think is going to, um, you know, necessarily make, you know, win the World Series this year. A team that's going to be interesting. That's going to make an interesting one way or the other. Yeah. 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 Um, so Max, why don't you go first? I think okay. both of ours come from the same division. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit before, but, um, I'm going to go with, uh, the Phillies, um, because, you know, they, the big signing here, uh, by, for, for Bryce Harper, um, they got, uh, Real, Real Muto. JT Real Muto. J, J, Real, I could never. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it seems like they are really loading up. Um, for, for, for a big push here. Right. And, uh, well, we're, I'm curious to see, um, how they do. I, I think, oh, they have, I forgot they have, uh, uh Andrew McCutcheon. Oh yeah. The, yeah, leading off. the, uh, yeah, leading off for, uh, uh, for the Phillies. But, um, I, I think it's, it's just a team that, you know, I think it draws a lot of comparisons. We were talking about basketball earlier, but for the Lakers where you make the big free agent signing and LeBron and, we got to, it's, it's a huge question on whether or not this team can make the playoffs and, um, you know, make a major push in the first year of this big free agent signing. Um, you know, LeBron, uh, signs and with the expectation that this is a project where it's, where there's a chance we're not going to be great right away. And it turned out they weren't. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, it, it'll be really curious to see what the Phillies do with the, with the big free agent signing. Obviously they have, they have Bryce Harper probably in his prime right now, probably will be in his prime for the next few years. Right. Um, they have a great opportunity to really capitalize this on this and, and make some big pushes into the playoffs. So, whether that happens this year uh, remains to be seen, but that's 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 my pick for the intriguing watch of the year. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Uh, they they also extended their young uh, ace pitcher uh, yep. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Uh, yeah, picked up some bullpen assets. They so yeah, they, they'll be an interesting team for sure. Yeah, um, let's hope so. 
How about how about you? For me, it's the New York Mets. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about the Mets? Well, our friend our friend Ben Presley will appreciate <laughs> you talking about the Mets. Uh, well, so they they did something kind of odd in that they were looking for a new GM, and they hired a agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they hired uh, actually Jacob Degrom's agent. Yeah. Wow. That's um, yeah. Uh, Brody Van Wagenen. I don't know. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Your guess is as good as mine. And I am fascinated to see how a sports agent handles uh, being a GM because, yeah. you know, you, you would think that they are well equipped for it. Well, it's weird because you know I think they have to be pretty aware of how things work from like a baseball standpoint, but they also like they understand marketing. Yeah. And, you know, kind of the idea of, like, advertising a player. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard to see. And I think you kind of saw it with them, uh, you know, coming in and, like, you know, they traded for Robinson Cano and yep. Edwin Diaz. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they got a lot of kind of interesting guys. They got Keon Broxton from the um, from the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Davis from the Astros, who I think could be kind of – wasn't going to get any playing time in Houston. And, yeah. you know, we haven't really seen what that guy has. Um you know, signed uh, Jed Lowry, mm-hmm. uh, who was, you know, been a really good player for a long time. Yeah, has been. Yeah. Uh, so they seem to be. I saw the Mets last year; and they fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, and Degrom was lights out, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a shitty team. Like, and, and you know, when I, I remember, I went to a game last year. I went to the Subway Series last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, at City Field. That's and, cool. Uh, there's the vibe of Mets fans. Even was just like, yeah, this team's just. And granted, it might just be New Yorkers, but yeah, they're like, yeah, this team's garbage. Like, yeah, everybody sucks. Fuck everybody on this team. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, this year, I, I don't necessarily think they're a playoff team. Yeah, but I don't think they are either. They do have some interesting pieces. Yeah, they, um, they, they will at least be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I, I know we're talking about the Lakers a lot, but we, you know, uh. The Lakers had a very similar situation. They they hired Rob Polinka as their uh, GM, who was uh, a big time NBA agent. Yeah. Um. To to kind of see how that goes, and the Lakers it went very poorly. But um, we'll we'll see if maybe baseball is a little bit of a different beast. And um, yeah, I think that's an interesting watch. Well, and yeah, I think I think also basketball provides a unique ta- challenge from that standpoint because understanding how players are going to work together is very different. And in Absolutely. baseball, it's such an individual sport yes. that you don't have to worry as much about that. No, that's a good point. There's, um, there's a lot more in, like, uh, team, team chemistry. Because that's the other thing. Like, the, the Lakers on paper were a very good team this year. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were... They were <laughs> they just played like shit. Certainly not as bad as they actually ended up being. There were several NBA players on that team. They were... And not least, every team can say that. There were at least five NBA players. There was a starting lineup on that team, yes. There not, might have been five not named LeBron James. <laughs> what... Don't go that far. <laughs> anyway, uh, basketball. Um, this is not a basketball podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm a, baseball only. So anyway, I'm fascinated by the Mets. I, I I think it's gonna be interesting to see how a you know the Mets are still undeniably I think a lot of ways in a rebuilding phase right now. Yeah. But I'll be interested to see how a guy like Brody Van Wagenen is gonna handle it as an agent as mm-hmm. opposed to. You know, the previous GM was uh, Sandy Alderson, yeah. who was famously an architect of a lot of those A's teams. Yeah. Uh, so knows a lot about player development, but also is very much that slow progress, you know, process type guy. Yeah. And I, it's hard for me to see an agent, especially a baseball agent, with the way these guys tend to be approaching with the same way. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And I completely fucked up. I didn't even mention that they one of the first things they did also was to get this massive extension 
done with DeGrom. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, five years, $137 million. Right after Noah Syndergaard uh, complained about it. Yeah, yeah. There, um, Noah Syndergaard to the to the uh, the media was, um, you know, sticking out for his guy, right? Like right. saying, like, no, Degrom is perhaps the best pitcher in baseball right now, and yeah. you need to pay him like he is. And they did. Maybe like a, less than a week later. Yeah, and, and it's not. It's also not an overtly team friendly deal. No. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Like the first year, I think it's twenty or twenty five million. Then every year after that's like thirty five million. And then he's getting this weird deferred contract. That's too. also very funny. He's yeah, going to get paid till he's fifty one. <laughs> that's wild. Um, this sounds badass. Like fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Somewhere between like twelve and fifteen million dollars a year for like five years from like forty seven to fifty one. Does that still count against the team's payroll at that point? I really don't know. I don't know. Like does like does Bobby O'Neill? Uh, does that still count towards the Mets payroll? Um. You know, it's it's funny though because like the Bobby Bonilla is like so low now, like it's a million dollars a year. Yeah, it's a million dollars a year, which is probably significantly more when he actually signed that contract. But oh, like, it's still mi- plenty. But yeah, I know. But like, but like a million dollars on a on a payroll isn't like isn't huge anymore. No, but um, fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars, <laughs> fifteen million dollars in in ten years or so might be significant. That's a good question, though. I don't know the intricacies of like baseball payrolls to see if that like a deferred contract maybe it's let me okay there's no way a, there's no way a retired player is counting towards payroll yeah they they get put on a separate list um yeah it doesn't i don't think they i don't think you get a payroll salary technically his average <laughs> salary from 47 to 51 is 13 million dollars that kicks ass dude that kicks god ass. that's fucking awesome oh, to do nothing to just chill well, he might still be playing. We never know. <laughs> Who knows? He might still be pitching at fifty-one. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be it. That yeah. If he's still pitching at fifty-one, then that might be a, a hell of a deal. <laughs> but uh, how about how about how about this uh, this next big question? What do you what do you think about? We're, so what we're going to do? Our plan right now is that for the next few weeks, we are going to choose a season award. Right. And, and talk about it and make some uh, early season picks. It's not preseason anymore. These are early season picks. Um, so we'll do, um, you know, obviously MVP. We'll do Cy Young. Rookie of the Year. We're rookie of the Year. Um, but this week we are going to do Comeback Player of the Year. It's yeah. not Most Improved Player. I made this that's, that's mistake. Made, made this mistake several times. Most Improved is, I, I'm sure like, um, uh, NFL might be comeback too, but at least in baseball, it's it's comeback player of the year. So this yes. is a player who, you know, was good for for a little while, had an off season last year, either due to you know poor performance or injury or a combination of both, and, right. and you think is going to bounce back this year and have another strong strong year. Yep, yep, um, and they win an award for it, and they win an award for it. Um, so a nice little trophy. So I'll go first. My guy is uh, Sonny Gray. It's um, a good pick. I, yeah, I, I agree. It's a good, great pick. <laughs> um, so Sonny Gray, uh, you know, was ha- had some very ace-like seasons with the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Seemed like he was going to be um, kind of a uh, you know perennial All-Star type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy that everybody's kind of waiting to see what happens in free agency. Uh, he uh, was a big trade chip in like 2017. Yeah, uh, eventually went to the Yankees. Yeah, he. I remember there's there's a lot there's some big hype around that trade. Yeah, when it happened. Um, and basically spent 2017 and 2018 
um, being not very good for the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, up to last season, he was in the bullpen. Um, his ERA at Yankee Stadium was uh, huge. Yeah, and <laughs> like he, he was. I mean, he's had a he's had a bad run, and it didn't seem like there was any necessarily like change in his health or anything like that. Yeah. Um, not an easy park to pitch in either. It's a hitter friendly park. Yeah, but absolutely. there's guys that still manage to, to sure. do it. Yeah, um, there there are still good pitchers that that pitch well there. But I think. You know he, he's going. He he signed a, a pretty relatively small deal with Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, he's he, he's going to pitch in Cincinnati. He's like I said, healthy. Um, yep. You know he was very good away from Yankee Stadium last year, so yeah. it shows that he has a proclivity for pitching um, in other parks. Yeah. So I'm expecting Sonny Gray to have a really good season this year. I think he's going to be really good for the Reds. I think the Reds are going to be. Um, not talking. I think they're going to be more competitive than yeah. uh, they have been in past years. Yeah. So I, I think the Reds will be pretty good this year. I'm a. Uh, so I'm excited to watch uh, Sonny Gray, and he's my pick for comeback player of the year. That uh, contract was three years, thirty million dollars. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah, multi year uh, deal. He's uh, he's 29 years old. Um, yeah, that seems like a totally reasonable contract. And and if he gets back to the point that he was at beforehand, that's probably looking like a deal. Yeah, it really sucks for him because. Before that point where he got traded in 2017, he was looking like he would be one of those like you know nine figure deals, yeah, probably for yeah big um, big contracts, eight figure like yeah, uh, like high eight figures, yeah, um, you know long term deal, and that did not work out. But you know, yeah, uh, good pick. I like that. Um, cool. Well, my pick for this, um, I, I kind of struggled to find one because this is a very like um, it's a very sp- specific. Uh, award, right? So this is like a guy who is good and then bad and then is hopefully good again. Right. Um, so my pick for this is Troy Tulowitzki. Um, you know, guy who played a lot of years for the Rockies, was really fantastic for them for a while, um, moved over to Toronto, mm-hmm. and then kind of got the the bitten by the injury bug yeah. the last few seasons. Well, he was he was actually always relatively injury prone just as he got older got worse. Yeah, just just became that much more sort of um, uh, uh, you know, much more of a problem uh, uh, when he got older, but um, yeah, so uh, he signed a one-year deal with the New York Yankees um, for like the veteran minimum $500,000 um you know, I think like uh, I think he's still a great player. Um, you know, probably not near what he was doing a few years ago, but um, this is a great contract. I mean, it's pretty much no money um, for high upside. Well, to be clear, the uh, the Blue Jays are still paying him the rest of his last contract. Yes, <laughs> the Blue Jays are still paying him. Uh, they are going to pay him twenty million dollars this year. Yeah, not bad. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think. This is a low risk, high reward. Um, if he bounces back and does even a little bit of what he was uh, accustomed to doing with the uh, the um, the Rockies, um, you know, in the Yankees with a really uh, strong offense there, and what we were talking about earlier in a hitter friendly park, um, I think he has the opportunity to really have a bounce back season this year. And you know, for all intents and purposes, I think. Troy Tulowitzki seems like a decent dude, so maybe he, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him play well for the for the Yankees. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, sure. You don't not? think it's going to happen? No. Okay. What, but I was like complimenting you so much on how good your pick was. because my pick is good. Okay. But my, <laughs> so mine isn't. That's <laughs> <think> you're wrong. <laughs> oh, because, okay, fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, Under, understandable. I just, I think, I, I think Tool Whiskey's done. But, yeah. I um, mean, $500,000 is chump change for an organization like the Yankees. So well, that's all, the, that's all, like, that's, that's the way it always works with those yeah. deals like that, though. Like, when somebody else is paying the salary, yeah, like, the that's team's good. only required to pay. Good point, good point. Good yeah, point. yeah. Um, he's, he's still making plenty of money. They just claimed him off waivers from Did Toronto. They? Yeah, because Toronto, like, dropped him. They were, oh, really? Right. They just, they just dropped him totally. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, but, well... Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, that that definitely be interesting. That for me, that'd be a very unforeseen uh, yeah. twist. Is if Troy Tulowitzki became an offensively dominant player again? Not dominant. I did, he doesn't have to be like he doesn't have to be you know like he doesn't have to put up six WAR right. Like he has to put up like three. Let's take a look at Troy Tulowitzki the last few years here. Uh, they're they're not they're not as bad as you think. But then you know he played he only played sixty six. Well, so he didn't play last year, right? Right. He played 66 games in 2017. He had a good year in 2016. Uh, he had 24 home runs, 254 average, 3.3 WAR. You know, yeah, that's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. But um, you know, I, I think as long as he doesn't, you know, as long as he can avoid the the injury problems that he's had the last couple seasons, I think he can he can he can have a Mark Reynolds esque season. You know, <laughs> maybe not that level. That'd not. Be MVP level, like Mark Reynolds. But uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that that'd be funny if Troy Tulowitzki turned into a Mark Reynolds esque. Hell yeah, guys stuck around for a while. God, they're the same age. Mark Reynolds feels like he's like very old. Yeah, those guys are both coming up at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's thirty five. Yeah, their their time their time on the Rockies never crossed. But, yeah, you know. they never they never crossed paths. But um, man, that would have been that would have been a hell of a year. Mark Reynolds, Troy Tulowitzki on the same team. <laughs> that would have been something. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for episode one of the 2019 season. Uh, Max, thanks for joining me. Yeah, really looking forward to the season. Uh, it should be a good one. Um, yeah, ready ready to watch some baseball. We're about to go watch some baseball. Yeah, we're about to go watch the Astros Futures game up in Round Rock. This is uh, the uh, Round Rock Express versus the Corpus Christi Hooks. Yeah. Yep. And a little triple-A versus double-A. Yeah, and it's cold as hell outside. Yeah, it's great. It's 40. Well, I don't know. If, if anybody's listening to this, I don't know where they're listening from, so we might be overestimating yeah. that. It but. might be 55. It's going to be like 55 degrees outside, but yeah. it's also pretty it was much like, April in Texas. Where it, it was like in the 70s and 80s for the last like two weeks. It was gor- so. Yes. It was gorgeous for the past like seven days, so yeah. I don't know what that happened. Well, long sleeves at the baseball game. Yes. Uh, all right, man. Thanks. Thanks, Theo. Looking forward to, uh, to a great season of baseball. And looking forward to, uh, talking to talking about it with you. Yeah. So uh, we're planning on uh, hopefully talking to you guys next week. All right.